Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Raplick. Thank you so much for joining me for this particular podcast. When we look at uh, small business, we talk about how businesses need to run their business, but also how much compliance trouble businesses have. And then a lot of that's to do with uh, people not necessarily wanting to be hit with a lot of paperwork and compliance. And underlying all of this is um, what sort of accounting they need to do as an entity. And today I've got the privilege of talking to someone who's been an academic, who's been uh, responsible for the design of curriculum at various universities and, and schools, uh, a chap by the name of Philip Wong. And uh, Philip is involved in a special project to try and find a way of developing a, a solution for smaller entities that'll be that need to have a, some accounting, but they don't need the full boxing dice of a large commercial package. We're going to explore that and also when you might need to graduate to something bigger. Philip, thank you for joining me today. Very good to be on your podcast, sir. Thank you so much. Oh, no, 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 don't call me sir. That's my father. But if <laughs> we... Um, it, it, let's, let's begin just by... It, setting the ground play because groundwork for this because what you have is a situation where someone starts a business at home and they're they're hit with advertising from companies like Myob, um, Quicken and others. Uh, And it can be confusing for somebody. And yet we both know, given that we've worked in the academic space, and then run our own businesses, you need to do the accounting right. So let's start with the basics. Um, what are the essentials of accounting for a small enterprise? Well, the first thing is you actually need to keep accounts. Um, oftentimes, I, I know that sounds ridiculous and silly, right? But uh, oftentimes, people who are starting up turning their hobby into a business, and that could be something such as an independent filmmaker or somebody who really likes video games and they want to design their own video game, or you have lost your job recently in uh, the COVID period and you think, you know what, I can do this myself. I, I have lots of contacts. Well, the first thing that people do is they'll look at their bank account and they'll use their bank account as... Uh, the ultimate guide of how well they're doing. And you will be surprised by the number of businesses who, you know, I'm dealing with businesses right now who turn over $46 million and they still don't understand that profit is not cash. Now, at that size, that's kind of unacceptable. (laughs) But when you're starting out, it's very easy just to use everything in cash and you don't record everything down. Um, you're oftentimes confused as to what things are worth recording down. Like, is this private or is this business? You know, what will the tax implications be? And the, the problem is, is that people will just collect all the receipts, shove them in the shoebox and then throw them to the accountant. Now, um, the promise of MYOB, I mean, it's after all named after mind your own business and zero is that they, they, they openly and actively advertise that in just 30 minutes, you can run your own business. You can mind your own accounts, mind your own business. Problem with that is that I feel that the software providers are selling you this lie 
that by buying their software, you will understand accounting. You don't need a bookkeeper and that uh, just just buy the software, it'll be fine. And then they, they start up MYAB with very little accounting knowledge and they f- figure out, wow, this is a lot harder, actually. And it's very, very detailed. You know, And this is not a problem or it's not a criticism of, of the software itself so much as it is of the promise that is sold to 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 startups so in, inevitably you know every accountant hates getting shoebox clients where the client just shoves them a shoebox full of receipts but a lot of my accounts myb accounts end up being those shoebox accounts on on a computer disk on a usb drive on or and nowadays over the web right so part of what i'm getting into here is not only developing some software, but actually teaching people. Uh, and that's really where this software has started out. It, it, it started off as an education piece and it's becoming robust enough that I'm thinking, you know what, I'm going to give this away for free for everybody forever. That's a big tagline to, to, to micro businesses, to the startups, to the people that don't want to spend $40 a month, you know, and the $40 a month entry fee is frankly, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot for somebody who is just doing this as a side gig or for community groups, you know, that, that $40 a month, if you're, if you're trying to bootstrap your way to a business that, that, that can really hurt. But, uh, this, this is, this is going to be for free and having an education background, it's, it's really aimed at not only providing you with software that's appropriate for that small end, but also teaching you as to, hey, you do actually need to know accounting knowledge to use an accounting software. Yeah. And I will help you through that. Now, let's, let's talk a bit more about what, was, what the, you know, the, the platform is that you're using because we've been a little bit abstract. You've gone down the road of uh, picking up Microsoft Excel and started the process of designing something that is user-friendly. Explain it in your words. Why, why use Excel rather than developing it on the web? Well, just just explain how you came about, you know. Sure, the, the evolution of this product. Okay, so... Um, so, as an educator... Um, in teaching and accounting in business schools, right, we, we really want our students to understand Excel. And I've traveled to this point where I'm now producing software written in Excel because, let's face it, we don't normally think of Excel as software. And like, we think of an Excel document similar to a PowerPoint presentation or a Word document, but not yeah. really usable software. And I'm trying to really push the limits of what Excel can do here. Um, partially, it's because... Well, I was using it as a teaching tool, um, but also because there are some advantages to this. All right, and I'll get back into to why it's free because I can't charge for it. <laughs> like it's, I can't stop people from pirating this, you know. And so I've decided, as a teacher, I don't want people to. I don't. I don't want to gatekeep. I want everyone to steal my software and use it for free. That's that's a great thing, you know. But uh, the origin is really, um, I have some nice formats in Excel 
and we get the students to do the debits and credits and learn how accounting works. And the students would fill this out. It's essentially a glorified um, uh, paper workbook exercise that we would do in high school, you know, or first year. Yeah. But as I sort of played with uh, Visual Basic and, you know, the, the nicer parts of Excel, I realized, oh, you know what, we can automate a lot of these, these features, right? So instead of having to manually post, this can be done automatically. Um, I can lock this down so that people can't change uh, the parts that will break the software. Uh, so you're sort of trying to, from a teaching perspective, railroad the students into only being able to to make logical errors, not not break the software. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from that, there in it at Deacon, uh, we developed uh, a script that would generate student assignments. Uh, based on their student number. So in Minecraft, if you start a new game in Minecraft, you put in a number and it generates a whole new world, you know, and everything is, is generated based on that number. It's not random, but it is unique. And in order to get students to basically not cheat, all right, um, students would put in their student number and it would take that number, divide it by pi, and then take the fourth letter, the fourth digit and you know, generate a set of accounts from that. So we had several different um, businesses and every business would have different numbers. And so, Tom, if you were a student here, your assignment would look substantially different to my assignment and we couldn't copy paste. Mm -hmm. That was the first part. The second part was then taking that student work and then we developed another script to to mark the work. And so the computer would go and check every single line and go like, well, if Tom put something in on this date for that category, for that debit or credit, give one mark, move on. And we, we managed to mark 1,600 assignments in just four hours and provide PDF feedback to the students with line-by-line guidance on what they got right or wrong. That's pretty cool, you know. Um, if you consider that like uh, every single student at university gets one hour of marking time per student, right, and you multiply that out, that's a lot of marking hours that we can save there. And, you know, if we can't do this by humans because uh, – sorry, we can't do this randomization where every student gets a, a individualized question and then mark it um, because it, it's, it's too hard for the markers to have individualized assignments – all right, which encourages cheating. So, so this whole system was fantastic because it, it was fighting, um, it, it was fighting uh, contract cheating, or at least making contract cheating harder. Yep. Um, and it was providing feedback to students much quicker. So, what I've done subsequent to that is take that sort of basis where the Excel spreadsheet is teaching you accounting. And I've said, you know what, we need to make this more robust because it's not far from being a cute little model toy to something that's actually, you know what, usable for very small businesses and community groups. Yeah. You know, so the ability to, to import information from your um, bank account and code up from there. 
there, there are certain things that you would do for education purposes, but not in the real world because it's not necessary. So that's that's become quite a, uh, a passion of mine, um, and that's that's where we're at today. But ultimately, if if you want to start up some accounts for your local scout group for for your for your indie development or, or your little project. Yeah. You need to learn accounting. And this is this thing comes from that easy to learn uh, background. And then there's my YouTube channel which shows you step by step how to do it. So you're both using this for free. You're getting free software and you're getting the knowledge. And that's different to MYOB or Zero because part of their promise is that you don't have to know the 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 accounting. I think that's that's very misleading. It's interesting. Uh, tell me about the colours you use in Excel. Right. So um, it's actually just not an Excel thing. This is just a, a teaching thing. So for almost over a decade now, I have been teaching uh, accounting using this uh, colour-coded Play-Doh, actually. Uh, it, it, it always frustrated me when... Um, I remember in high school, you know, there are debits on the left, credits on the right. Debits and credits don't mean anything. Debit doesn't mean debt. Just shut up and learn it. It, it doesn't, it's completely meaningless. And that's, that's not true. Because it comes from uh, old Italian, or Renaissance Italian, I should say, uh, yeah. from Luca Pacioli's Debere e Credere. And... I won't get into that entire thing because that's not the focus of what we're doing here today. But I, I developed this accounting teaching system where I would use color-coded accounting. So, so sorry, color-coded Play-Doh. So I could get a cookie cutter and I could punch out the things that we're representing here and put it on a, on a little um, balance scale. So let's say that we purchased a, uh, a truck using um, bank finance, right? So I get my cookie cutter out and I'd punch out the truck in blue plasticine. And I'd get the student to hold this blue plasticine in their left hand. I go, debere, you know, responsibility, debit, okay? You got that? You know, you look at the student, they're holding this in their left hand, okay? That's the asset. And then I'd get a cookie cutter of the shape of a bank and I'd cut out the, the red plasticine. And hold that in the right hand and say, credere, all right? This is the credence or the trust or the belief the bank has invested in you that you're going to pay them back. You know, like the value that you owe to the bank in your right hand is perfectly matched by the value in your left hand of the asset that you're managing. And ultimately, of course, in the accounting space, debits and credits have got a balance. That's right. So the thing here is that like to color code this, it, it, it's blue for the assets because we're talking about liquidity. It's red for the liabilities because in the red, and I also like to think of, of credit as being the lifeblood of business. Uh, I use black for for equity because if you think of black leather and luxury, we that's that's the proprietorship or the wealth of, of the business. So, so that, that represents how wealthy the owner is. And I use green for revenue and growth because them dollar-dollar bills, yo, also green growth, right? And if you think of the opposite to that would be rust or um, autumn leaves. And so I use a, a orangey color for the expenses. 
So this color coding of the debits and credits, the journals, the assets, all right, that, that's important to my method of teaching. And I found that when students stopped using their little color-coded pencils and just did it in black pen because they're like, oh, Philip, this is faster, then they actually had a gut understanding as to what they're doing. And so when it comes to designing little software, then I'm obviously going to build it into the software. So you'll find the journal entries are, are color-coded. It's, it's, it's very funny because when I've sent this out to people for, for feedback, they've gone like, wow, this is a great education piece, but it's not quite good enough for my business because of blah, 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 blah reasons. And, and, and those are the reasons I'm fixing right now, you know. Um, but it's never going to be zero. It's never going to be MYB. And I'm not trying to be big software, though. But if you don't understand accounting, yeah, this is, this is, it works. You know, it, it, it is a complete system in Excel with a really solid uh, and easy to learn approach attached to it. Now, the way you've designed it, and I've had a look at it myself, uh, seems to suit, you know, a sole proprietor without much, without much in the way of transactions. Uh, small clubs, sporting club societies, whatever, you know, group, you know, people just need to track what comes in and what goes out. Um, but there are some more complex things that this very basic um, model you've got that suits smaller entities to a T won't do. What are some of the complex things that, people would need to turn to larger... Oh, right, yes, sure. For, because you, you, it's clear, if you're just doing receipts and expenses in a club, your software does it. Well, okay, so that's, that's a good point you raise, actually, Tom, because Excel, like, accountants use Excel all the time, but they don't necessarily have a complete debit-credit system in, in, uh, in Excel. Why is this different, right? Well, because Excel does um, it does the inputs and the outputs very well, but it doesn't necessarily keep track of the assets and liabilities a, a, as you go. Like, that's actually harder to do, and that's something that, that my software being a complete debit credit system does, right? So I, I, uh, I put it to you that, <laughs> that this does more than just the inputs and the outputs because, like, you could just... Yeah. You know, right-click new document in Excel, and and you could do that inputs outputs. I mean, heck, you can get it from the bank statement, right? Um, but your question is, when is this not appropriate? Which I think it's is really important because, you know, I think we can sometimes have businesses that are turning over, say, a hundred thousand dollars worth of sales, and they don't want to spend the forty dollars a month. All right, and buddy, if you've got employees. Spend the money, <laughs> all right? There are very important things like awards and, you know, re single-touch payroll reporting to the government, and that is no joke. And, and you cannot do that. Like, Excel does not talk to the Australian tax office and, and do all your reporting needs. No. But if you're small and you don't have employees then this is, this is perfect, you know. Um, but, but the moment that you're turning over enough for, honestly, a full-time job, um, like a full-time professional wage of, to support yourself, yeah, you, you should spend the money. And that's okay because I'm not trying to compete with Zero and MYB. 
I'm trying to offer people a way in that doesn't require the high price of MYAB. Because I tell you what, Tom, boy, oh boy, that's that's some profitable software. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it is, but it, 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 yours is fit for a particular purpose. Yes. Like the minute you start to get into heavy-duty compliance territory with superannuation, you know, multiple tax issues, GST. Any employer, any, any employment whatsoever. Absolutely. Yeah. Then the minute you go down that road, you need to entertain uh, a, a commercial solution, whatever yeah. it happens to be. I mean, then you, there, yep. there's a question of saying A, B, C or D, which one do you want? Yeah, quick, look, you know, there are advantages to QuickBooks. I, I honestly think that the the market leader right now is zero for good reason. Um, yeah, if you've got large inventories, yeah, yeah, this is this is not appropriate. But but honestly, uh, I'm I'm filling something that isn't available uh, at the moment. Yeah, uh, there's a small. Uh, You've got the the smaller uh, audience or the smaller proprietor club society in mind. Yes. Now I'm conscious of uh, of time, and you've been most generous to pop along to have a chat about this. Where would people find you online, and also find the the sort of the model Excel? package that you've got kicking around sure well um you can just google search me just google search for uh philip wong accounting or accountant and you'll find me uh i I have a youtube channel and in in some ways why am i bothering to do this because this is one big elaborate uh advertisement for my youtube channel honestly it it, it sounds a bit ridiculous but uh you know that's what you're gonna do to compete these days i guess um yeah, find me on YouTube. Just just YouTube search for Philip Wong or Google search Philip Wong Accounting. Uh, and it's hosted on my website at tetracarbon.com. Tetra is T-E-T-R-A, Tetra as in four carbon, C-A-R-B-O-N.com. And uh, you'll see it as, um, it, it'll be one of the first links there. Um, now, importantly right now, the version that's been released is very much an education version. And so it's it's smaller, it's limited because there's only like a hundred lines of entry for uh, of input, which is for a student tons to understand what's going on. But for a business, you're going to do more than a hundred transactions. Well, a business version's coming out in the coming weeks, and uh, that will have many thousands of lines available. So it's going to be a lot more robust. It's changing. I really love feedback as well. So if someone's using this, they're like, you know what, Phil, I want to have an invoice and I don't invoice stock, I invoice time. So I want to break down my invoice this way. Give me that feedback and I'll, I'll build it in. You know, at this early stage, feedback gets built directly into it and you've got a chance to have something that suits your needs. So, so please just send me an email. Uh, Email is uh, philip at tetracarbon.com. Philip is spelled with two L's, by the way. And, um, yeah, it's not normal for you to be able to email zero and say, I want this feature. You know, you you can't email uh, Windows and just say, I I want this the way I want it. But but right now, because I'm actively working on this and I want to make sure that it's, it's, it's appropriate for the audience, 
I want your feedback, and I'm very receptive. Now, anyone listening to this today uh, will be able to uh, will be able to contact Philip directly if they play around with the Excel software and have a bit of a look. Philip, thanks for joining me for, for this particular podcast. It's been great having you on and getting a bit of insight into what you're doing and how it's going to benefit uh, smaller businesses and as well students to pick it up. Absolutely, Tom. You're an interesting man, and I feel very uh, uh, honoured to be on part of your podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me, and I hope we get to talk again soon. Cheers, mate.